Welcome to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply His Word to what's happening here and now. Many Americans tuned in to the Golden Globe Awards this past weekend on January 5th. I confess we did not. We don't have cable TV. We rarely watch anything. So the Globes would have been a lot of, who is that? And what show are they talking about? And what's going on in our living room? But there has been plenty of coverage of one speech in particular. Lots of reaction from both liberals and conservatives alike. So I've definitely seen all of that. You probably already know what I'm talking about. You probably already know that an actress by the name of Michelle Williams gave an acceptance speech and really a political speech when she went up to collect her award for best actress in a limited series program. She took advantage of her platform to make a political statement about abortion, even though she never actually said that word. She linked in her speech her success with her presumed abortion. Since she never actually said she had one, we can't be sure, but she said she employed the right to choose. So it was obviously implied. Well, on this episode of All Things, I want to look at her speech from a number of angles. I know I talk about abortion a lot. So before going any further, I know I have many listeners who have had abortions themselves. As I have said in the past, and as I will always say, my heart goes out to all of you. Many of you are personal friends, and I have shed tears with you. I know your remorse and your regret, and that you would turn back time if you could. Whenever I talk about abortion, you dear friends are on my mind, and my hope and prayer is that you will not feel additional condemnation. My hope is that you have already sought Jesus' forgiveness and healing, and that as as your record has been totally wiped clean by His blood, you can move forward in total freedom and forgiveness. My hope and prayer is that you feel so liberated, so forgiven— that you too are able to speak out against the evils of abortion and minister to other women who are either in your shoes or speak out against the abortion industry so that more women and babies will not be subjected to its evils. So I just want to start there and say again that condemnation does not come from Jesus, nor does it come from me. Rather, Christ forgives those who repent. And if that's you, you are free. You are clean. When God sees you, he sees the righteousness of Christ. All right, so let's start with William's use of the word choice or choose. That word was all over her speech. She never said abortion, but she said right to choose or employ choice many, many times. First of all, there's no one in this nation who doesn't want women to be able to choose. We're all in favor of choice. We're all in favor of women making their own choices. But in this case, and in all pro-abortion rhetoric, this is a euphemism for the destruction of a child. What pro-choicers are actually after is a woman's right to destroy a life within her. They're not after choice. No one is opposed to choice. We are, however, opposed to killing unborn children. So really, having choices has been so elevated. It's been even enshrined in our current culture of self. It has really become an idol for us. We in America and in the West, we are all about choice. We insist on choosing who we are, choosing our identity, choosing our futures, our paths in life. We want to choose everything from our gender to our salad dressing to our hair color. In America, I think it could be argued that our highest value, our greatest goal is to choose for ourselves who 
we will be and how we will spend our lives. We want to express ourselves, liberate ourselves, define ourselves. So everything becomes a choice. We want school choice, career choice, limitless choice in the grocery store, on Amazon, on Netflix. Choice has become like a God to us that we worship and we serve. We want it more than anything. Or maybe I should say we want to be like God. We want to have authority and choice and sovereignty over everything. And so in this way, because of this, babies are lined up right there with nail polish color and neighborhood choices and career path choices. And do you want fries with that kinds of choices? Our flesh demands that we be like God, making all the choices, charting the course, choosing everything for ourselves. But the reality is so much of our life is not a choice. Life is just not like this. You and I did not choose when and where we were born. We didn't choose our parents. We didn't choose the color of our skin. We didn't choose the socioeconomic bracket that we were born into. We don't choose the accidents and the tragedies that we endure. The truth is there is very little that we as humans actually choose or control. So don't get me wrong. I am so glad we have choices. They are a blessing. To exert our self-will and steward the resources around us is good and right. But we are fooling ourselves if we think we can choose everything to be just the way we want until the day we die, which that day obviously most likely won't be our choosing either. So to Michelle Williams, I say, I'm not sure that choice is exactly what we should be fighting for or where we should be expending our energies. There is so much in this life that we do not choose. What if instead we directed our energies at stewarding well the choices that God has already made for us, living well, living compassionately in the places that God has already ordained? And honestly, in the end, if you're pregnant, your choice to become a mother has already been made. It has already passed. If you're pregnant, you are already a mom. Those who chant, my body, my choice, are far too easily pleased. To advocate for abortion rights is to be honestly complicit in our current cultural norm that says sex is a given, sex is expected, but the consequences of sex are not. The consequences of sex are rejected. The solution that we should be seeking is not to suppress fertility or procreation or pregnancy or to do away with it, but rather, in my opinion, to accommodate it. We should be chanting for a system where women are valued for all that they contribute, professionally, relationally, and otherwise. We should be chanting for a system where a woman can carry her child with joy and freedom and still win a Golden Globe. That sounds to me like genuine women's rights, where the body of a woman isn't used for sex and then harmed by abortion, where her body and her abilities are both rightfully elevated, protected, and celebrated. A world where Michelle Williams could have held a golden globe in one hand and her baby in the other. A world that welcomes babies and the contribution of women in whatever ways God has gifted them. But Williams linked her success with her abortion, saying, without employing a woman's right to choose, she wouldn't have been on that stage to accept that award. She stated that she could not have been successful without going around the very natural process of procreation that her body was meant to do. She says she could not have been successful without killing her child. Why do we celebrate? Why do we even fight for a world where violence is apparently needed to get ahead? Why are any women anywhere applauding this? Why aren't they instead demanding that a woman should be able to exercise all her physical abilities as a woman and still be successful in other arenas if she so desires? 
Michelle Williams implored women to vote in 2020 to create a world that, quote, looks more like us. Well, I think this is super ironic because back in 1973, when abortion proponents successfully legalized abortion, they set out to make a world that favors men but they wanted to do so in the name of women's rights. So we currently live under a system that says, you know what, it's better to kill your baby than to birth him or her so that you can achieve whatever men can achieve. In 1973, we institutionalized the value that the male body is better, that the male body is preferred. We prioritize the male body above the female body. As a society, we said it's better to avoid childbearing, so much so that we came up with ways to kill the babies. To have made a world that looks more like us females at that point in time would have been to make pregnancy preferred or normative. It would have been to say, hey, look at what a special, unique, powerful, and very important thing the female body does. It makes babies. How can we accommodate that? How can we set up a system in our communities and workplaces that prioritizes pregnancy and applauds mothers and celebrates the baby-making abilities of the female body? When we bought the lie decades ago that the male body is better, or at least that the male consequences to sex are better, or that male behavior or male norms are better, we did so at the expense of females and at the expense of babies. Over 60 million babies have been killed just since Roe versus Wade because our society decided not to protect female bodies, but rather to defer the capabilities of the female body to the male body. Williams wants us to vote in our own self-interest, but like I said, I think she and other abortion proponents are far too easily pleased. She wants to keep advocating for extreme abortion access, but I would much rather advocate for truly valuing women's lives and what their bodies can do and valuing the lives of the unborn. To really vote in our self-interest would look like taking a strong stand that abortion is never the right course of action for anyone who is unwilling or unready to deal with the consequences of their choices. Abortion places the majority of the hardship and the heartache on women as it's her body undergoing the physical and emotional trauma of destroying the life within her. Women and babies are worth more than this. Let's advocate for a world where we value the birth of a child and place the ownership and the courage and the responsibility of that child's life on both mothers and fathers. And let me just make a quick side note here about abortion in cases of rape or incest. I'm not generally talking here about those abortions, the abortions that happen as a result of rape, though I will state unapologetically that abortion in those cases is also absolutely immoral. But honestly, that is a moot point in this conversation and in most any conversation about abortion because less than one half of 1% of abortions actually take place because of rape. It's a tiny number of unplanned pregnancies and those special and painful situations should absolutely be handled with care. But I'm talking here about the other 99%. I want to say to Michelle Williams and to all who advocate for abortion access, to vote in such a way that elevates women and to act in our own self-interest is to advocate for systems and communities that value women and babies, systems and communities that pay high prices so that women can bear their children, systems that don't penalize, but rather applaud women for carrying their children, a world that actually celebrates life. Can you imagine? 
Michelle Williams said she had to sacrifice her unborn baby to get where she is today. And she and so many others applaud that system. She's proud of that choice, proud that she surrendered to a world and a career that devalued her body and devalued her life and her baby. Friends, we are settling. We are being duped as a society. We are being exploited and told it's liberation. Well, finally, I just want to wrestle with something else that Michelle Williams said. She said, because as women and as girls, things can happen to our bodies that are not our choice. She left the audience wondering, was she actually raped? And if so, that is horrific, reprehensible, and worthy of our compassion, our attention, and every effort of justice. And if that's the case, then perhaps her speech should have been about the evils of rape and the situation that made that rape possible. Or was it that she chose to have sex with a man, but she didn't desire to carry her pregnancy to term? Or maybe it was that she felt like she had no choice but to have sex. Was she in a situation where she felt like, if I don't have sex with this man, then somehow my future will suffer. I'll lose this relationship. I'll lose this job. I'll lose some kind of status or attention or care. And if that's the case, then I think her speech should have been about the evils of a scenario that compels women to feel like their value lies within their willingness to have sex. Because I think a lot of women feel this way. Many women feel like they're only as valuable as they are sexual. And that's what we need to be fighting against, a cultural norm that women and girls should be automatically having sex because if they don't, they will suffer some kind of harm or loss. We ought to be insisting on a cultural norm that values and elevates and promotes women and girls for employing their right to choose to not have sex, for choosing respect and genuine autonomy over their bodies, for choosing to postpone sex until they're in a stable, life-giving relationship in which they flourish and know their unborn babies will flourish as well. Either way, Michelle Williams pointed to a lack of control with that statement, a lack of control over her own body. She was either violently exploited or she succumbed to a situation that she felt like she was powerless over. Either way, this is an all too common reality and it's very bad news for women. Rather than champion abortion and choosing to be complicit with the status quo, why doesn't she insist upon a world where women and girls are truly valued, their bodies truly protected rather than taken advantage of and commodified? I'm going to close with this. I started this podcast one year ago during the same week as the second annual Women's March in Washington, D.C., with also hundreds of other sister marches around the nation, as well as here in Denver. I started the podcast right then because these are issues I feel so strongly about. I didn't want to remain silent, but wanted to voice another way forward for women, a way forward that says it is not our liberation that is found in abortion, but rather our exploitation, a way forward where women acknowledge their value and worth because simply they are women created in the image of a loving and mighty God. Our society largely values women for their sexuality, their availability to satiate the sexual desires of the men around them, or their physical appearance and ability to look sexy. And beyond sex and sexuality, women are often praised or valued for what they can do, for how strong they are, how productive they are, what they can bring to the table, how well they can have it all, career, kids, wealth, independence, beauty, health, and on and on. But the truth is, our value is endowed to us by our creator. 
We are invaluable because he is invaluable. We are worth protecting and loving and cherishing because of the God who made us and his image that we bear. Our worth comes from God. Each and every single female life and each and every unborn life and each and every male life is worth infinitely more that you more than you and I can imagine. Life is precious and worthy of respect and protection and care because of the God who made it. Honestly, I think many of us have been duped into believing that the good life is the self-made life. We are in pursuit of a life where we play God, where we make all the decisions and where we wield all the power, but that life isn't even real. It doesn't even actually exist. And the pursuit of it is literally killing us in the womb, in assisted suicide, in depression and suicide, in addictions. My heart aches for men and women alike to know their worth, their real worth. The whole speech given by Michelle Williams is just ironic and painful. She thinks she has made choices that have led to her success. In reality, it seems to me like she was duped and used by the Hollywood institution that took what it wanted from her and forced her to kill her unborn unborn child along the way. And now she holds a statue that will rust and fade and burn rather than a baby who was unique and irreplaceable and invaluable. My heart wants more for her, wants more for you, for me, for my four daughters. I know the abortion machine can feel overwhelming. It can feel like we'll never make any headway. But regardless of the results, let's you and I keep putting one foot in front of the other. Let's keep standing up for life and proclaiming what's true. Let's be tireless in our efforts to value each and every human being. Thanks for listening to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply His Word to what's happening here and now. I look forward to chatting with you again next week.